Hi everyone, you're listening to Bite Size Taiwanese, a brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese. I'm Phil, and this is Ellen. Welcome to the seventh episode of our Pronounce It Like a Pro series. Ten episodes to help you nail your Taiwanese pronunciation. Hey Phil, have you heard the story about the dog and the monkey? Gawa, ga gawa. Um, no, I don't think I have. What's the story? Well, once there was a dog, Jia Gawa. There was also a monkey, Jia Gawa. Okay. That dog wants to go to the monkey's house to play. Jia Gawa beki Gawa intao chitho. Halfway there, the dog fell into the ditch. Gao bualo, Jia Gawa bualo Gawa. Oh, poor dog. So the monkey ran to the dog's house. Gawa zao ki Gawa intao. What a good friend. Taking a hook to the ditch in order to hook the dog. Tejja gawa ki gawa gawa hija gawa. Oh, it's a tongue twister. Gin tui liam. Now try the whole thing. Okay. Tejja gawa, tejja gawa, hija gawa meki gawa in dao chitho. Gao bualo hija gawa bualo gawa. Gawa ki gawa in dao. Tejja gawa ki gawa gawa hija gawa. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It takes so much focus. <laughs> there are a lot of ah sounds in there, and lots of tone changes. I know. Well, let's take a closer look at them in today's episode. All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> so in Taiwanese, we seem to hear this ah sound quite a lot, especially the one in the second tone. Yeah, there are also many other common ah sounds that you hear a lot in Taiwanese, but they might have different tones. So, for example, we have the ah sound used as a term of endearment when we put it in front of given names like abieng or atin, or in kinship terms like abu for mother and achik for uncle. But since it's always before another syllable, which means that there's a tone change. We always hear it as the seventh tone, mid flat, and so by convention, when we write this "us" sound, it's written as a first tone, since we know that when we pronounce it, we'll say the change tone as the seventh tone. Now, another common "ah" sound you hear in Taiwanese comes at the end of the sentences, which is the grammatical particle indicating that an action was completed, like "chapa," I finished eating, but it's usually in the neutral tone. And it can be hard to notice because neutral tone syllables are often short and light, and sometimes just an extension of the preceding syllable, like in chapa. Today, the ah sound we're talking about is the suffix ah, which is in the second tone, and that you often hear at the end of nouns like iya, chair, or tanga, window. Historically, it derives from kia, child or son. And later takes on the function of a diminutive suffix, which means small or little one, or just to add some color to the noun. For some nouns, it's optional to use it, like the word for dog, gao, 
or gaowa. They're both essentially the same in meaning. However, some nouns are always used with it, like the word for child, ginna. You can't just use gin by itself. It's also found at the end of kinship terms, which are those special terms used for different members of your family. For example, suna, brother, son, or grandson. Ia, wife, sister. Tuapea, husband's older brother. And it pops up in other parts of speech too, like in adverbs. Shukwa, a little bit. Or banbana, slowly. It's kind of like the suffix ly in English, which you often find at the end of adverbs. So anyway, why are we talking about this suffix a today in a pronunciation podcast? Well, there are a couple special things that happen with it related to pronunciation. <laughs> and since it's so common to hear it, we thought we'd dedicate a whole episode to it. So the first thing that's special about it is... Tone changes! Yes, they're back. This time, ah, suffix edition. <laughs> so what's so special with ah, suffix and tone changes... Well, for most nouns that are more than one syllable, the last syllable keeps the original tone, and then all the syllables before it change tone. So a noun like a word for a student, hakshing, the last syllable, xing, stays in the original tone, which in this case is first tone. And the first syllable, hak, changes from eighth to fourth tone. So you have hakshing. Okay, so that's the typical case. Now with the a suffix, you're adding on another syllable which becomes the new final syllable. So it shouldn't make all the preceding syllables change tone. But the special thing about the a suffix is that this suffix a is so closely attached to the preceding word that its high falling tone sort of influences or restricts the tone the preceding syllable changes to. Some people call this a double tone change. In other words, after the normal tone change rule applies, the change tone is further modified a little bit to make it easier to pronounce together with the suffix. So technically, it's less of a formal tone change than something that happens to make it easier to pronounce. So I think it's easiest if we just go through some examples and see where it differs and then come back to this rule so it'll make more sense. So let's just start with the first tone, high flat. Ge means chicken. First tones normally change to seventh tone, mid flat. Now let's add the suffix a. Ge a. Ge sounds like a seventh tone to me, so there's nothing special here. Next we have a second tone, high falling. Bue means tail. And second tones should change to first tone, high flat. Let's add the suffix a. Buea. Bue sounds like a first tone to me, so there's also no change here. Now moving on to the third tone, mid-falling. Da means a street vendor. So third tones typically change to a second tone, high-falling. Let's add the suffix a. Da. Oh, da sounds like a first tone, high-flat to me. So we do have something different here. Yeah, the high falling doesn't fall. It just stays high and goes straight into ah. Is there any way we can make sense of this? Well, the suffix ah is a second tone, high falling, 
meaning that wherever you end on the preceding syllable suffix, you need to be up high and ready to do a high falling tone by the time you hit the suffix ah. Here, the preceding syllable is the third tone that normally changes to a second tone. So you were supposed to do two falling tones from high to low and quickly go up again in order to hit the suffix ah. Phew. That's a lot of jumping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what happens with the suffix ah is it stops the preceding tone from falling to make it easier to pronounce. So the third tone changes to a second tone. And then the second tone or high falling tone is further modified to a plain high flat or the first tone. All right, now let's split up our fourth tone mid stops into two categories like we normally do. One with a glottal stop H and the other with the stop endings P, T, or K. The means table. For the fourth tone with a glottal stop H, we should expect it to drop the glottal stop H and then change to a second tone, high falling. So let's add that suffix ah. Duh. Oh, another difference, but the same story. The fourth tone changes to second tone, but the suffix ah just prevents the preceding syllable from falling. So the second tone becomes a high flat. All right, so how about the other fourth tones ending in P, T, or K? means bamboo. So for fourth tone endings in P, T, or K, mid stop, it should just become an eighth tone, high stop. So now let's add the suffix ah. Dick, ah. Dick sounds like an eighth tone to me, so it follows the normal tone change rules. All right, so now moving on to the fifth tone, low rising. He means fish. The fifth tone for some southern dialects changes to seventh tone, mid flat. And for some northern dialects, it changes to third tone, mid-falling. So let's try adding the suffix ah. He ah. He sounds like a seventh tone, mid-flat. For most of those dialects that normally change a fifth tone to a third tone, or mid-falling tone, you also get a mid-flat in this case. This is similar to what we see earlier. The suffix ah just doesn't like the preceding syllable to fall to the low pitch. So if the preceding syllable is a fifth tone that changes to a mid-falling tone, it is further modified to a planned mid-flat tone. Next, we're at the seventh tone, mid-flat. Beer means temple. For seventh tones, mid-flat, we should see it change to third tone, mid-falling. So let's add the suffix ah. ah. Bio sounds like a seventh tone to me, so here's another difference from the normal tone change rules. The preceding syllable is supposed to change to a mid falling, but again, the suffix ah stops from falling and makes it a mid flat. Okay, so we finally come to the eighth tone, high stop. So let's divide them into our two categories eighth tone with the glottal stop H, and the other with the endings P, T, or K. Here means leaf. For eighth tone with the glottal stop H, it normally drops the glottal stop H and changes to a third tone. Oh, a mid falling again. <laughs> so let's add the suffix ah and see if our special rule applies. Hyo ah. Hyo sounds like a seventh tone mid flat. Oh, hey, look at that. It's a <laughs> mid falling that is further changed to a mid flat. 
All right, so finally, let's look at an eighth tone with a P, T, or K ending. Lok means dear. For eighth tones ending in P, T, or K, they should become fourth tones mid-stop. So let's add that suffix ah. Lok ah. Lok sounds like a fourth tone, so it follows the normal tone change rules. All right, so it looks like there's a mix of tones that follow the normal rules and a few that don't. Now that we have gone through all the tones, let's recap the special tone change rule that happens with the ah suffix. Sure, one way to simplify it is that anything that normally changes to a falling tone changes to a flat tone. To help you remember it, imagine that it's such a big jump to go from a low register to a high register so the irregular changes reflect trying to be closer to that high starting point for the suffix ah. Yeah, so normally 5th tone, 7th tone, and 8th tone with glottal stop H will change to a 3rd tone, mid-falling. But we just saw that when we add the suffix ah, they all become a 7th tone, mid-flat instead. And normally the 3rd tone and 4th tone with a glottal stop H Instead of changing to a second tone or a high falling, both of these become first tone high flat. Another way to simplify it is that the suffix ah only allows the preceding syllable to become either a flat or short high tone or mid tone. The second, third, and fourth tone changes to a high tone when suffixed by ah. So two, three, four becomes high and the rest are mid. That's not too difficult to remember. Okay, we hope that wasn't too overwhelming. The other part on pronunciation we want to talk about with the suffix ah has to do with how the consonant endings of the syllable right before the ah suffix carry over into the next syllable. So these would be syllables that end in stops, p, t, k, or also the nasal endings. M, N, and G. Since the glottal stop H is removed when we add the suffix ah, we don't have to worry about it here. First, let's look at the nasal endings M, N, and N, G. If a syllable ends in M, N, or N, G, and then we add the suffix ah, we carry over that final consonant sound and make it the beginning of the ah syllable. Let's look at some examples. Tangerine is gum ah. It's actually a bit difficult to pronounce it, <laughs> to say it like this. So we take the M ending of gum and start the next syllable with it. So we have ma. So all together, gamma. Now let's look at an example with the ending in N. Napkin is kin a. Now let's carry over the N, kin na. All right, next, let's try an example with the ending NG. Bucket or barrel is tang ah. Carry over the ng sound and we get tang ah. Actually, nasal vowel endings spelled with double n also carry over into the next syllable. So, for example, rice dumpling, like the kind you have on the winter solstice, e ah. You can carry over the sound so that it sounds like e ah. That's not so bad. Now let's look at the stops P, T, and K. With these, we still carry over the consonant sound, but there's a little extra thing happening here. 
Normally, these endings are unreleased, and by convention, they are written as voiceless consonants, P, T, and K. You might remember that we talked about voiceless and voiced consonants in episode 2 of this podcast series. So go listen to it again if you want a deeper explanation. But just briefly here, voiceless consonants are when your vocal cords don't vibrate to make the sound. And voiced consonants are when your vocal cords do vibrate. All vowels, by definition, are voiced since you need to vibrate your vocal cords to make vowel sounds. So when these endings are followed by the suffix ah, the carried-over consonant sounds adjust in preparation for the voiced sound by becoming a voiced consonant to help link the two syllables. Let's look at an example with the P ending. Box is ah, ah. But if we carry over the P ending, it shifts to a voiced B sound. So it sounds like abba. Here's an example with the T ending. Thief is tsad ah. Now let's carry it over the T ending. Tsad la. Here the T changes to an L or flap sound. It's similar to when T's get sandwiched between vowels in English, like the words water or meeting. Now let's look at an example ending with the K. Back or sack is lok a. Now carry over the K ending and it becomes a voiced G sound. So you have lok ga. All right. So those are the two key things to watch out for when you come across a word with an ah suffix. First, follow any special tone change rules. And second, carry over the consonant endings from the preceding syllable. Okay, let's do some quick exercises for practice and review. We'll read a few words that use the ah suffix. First, we'll say the syllable without the suffix, and then pause before adding the ah suffix. See if you can say the word with the suffix using the correct tones before we say it. E, ea, so, sua, diu, diua. Bwea Ya chi Ya chia Now we'll read a few more words that use the ah suffix, but all of these have the preceding syllable ending in a consonant sound or nasal vowel. First we'll say the syllable without the ah suffix and then pause before adding the suffix. See if you can say the word with the correct sound that is carried over into the final syllable. Guan Guana Bang Banga Tua Tua Get 
get up. Diam. Diam. Sok. Soga. Gap. Gaba. Ginkak. Ginkaga. And if you want to see the translations or characters for what words we use today, be sure to check out the episode page. All right, that's all for our seventh Pronounce It Like a Pro episode. To review what we've discussed today, visit our website, bitesizetaiwanese.com, and go to the episode page where you can find a recap of everything that we covered. You'll be able to see all the words we used in our examples to make it clearer. Since we're still in the early weeks of the new year, it's not too late to make a new resolution to start new habits and improve your Taiwanese. Yep, the first step you can do is to make sure you've hit subscribe on this podcast, so you'll be able to get the latest episodes as soon as they come out. Also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please help us let others know by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have a favorite episode, consider sharing it with someone that you think might be interested in learning Taiwanese. Just hit that share button. Thanks everyone for listening. Do I'm Alan and I'm Phil. See you next time. Zaihui. Gawa. Gawa. Gawa, <laughs> 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 <laughs>